It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast, available of course every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple, and wherever you get your podcast from. And it's a Wednesday, the 5th day of June for 2023, a day after the RBA made its decision and Anthony Landell broke the news yesterday. Yeah, well, the RBA has decided to pause the cash rate at 4.18%, which I think for a lot of mortgage holders will be a sigh of relief and a little bit of respite. Just on the back of our recent inflationary numbers, really, they aim in at 5.6% in May, April was 6.8%. They forecast 6.1%, a few numbers in that, but essentially they're getting some trend that the underlying inflation, while it's still well above target, so I guess those encouraging signs, the RBA's paused for the month. If you're serious about real estate, we're serious about delivering the most comprehensive property information every week. And coming up this morning, we are talking to Nicola Powell, the Senior Research Analyst from Domain. And a very good morning to you, Nicola. You have some predictions that are probably going to make a lot of people happy this morning, especially if they come true. And the big one is the cash rate to be possibly cut by as early as 2024. Good morning. Absolutely. So what we're expecting is that the RBA could potentially be in a position in the first half of next year to actually cut interest rates, which I think is probably um, what we're all wanting to hear, given the number of uh, rate hikes that we have experienced over the last 12 months or so. And also, you're saying that the house prices might outperform unit prices. That's correct. So we recently released our forecast report for all of our different capital cities, both for houses and for units. And we looked also in regional Australia. And what we did is we had a forecast on where we think or how much in terms of percentage house and unit prices could rise over this current financial year. And overall, largely what our findings have been is Australia's housing market will be in a well-established, but I would describe it as a very steady recovery recovery over this financial year. What we could see are house prices in Sydney, Adelaide and Perth and unit prices in Brisbane, Adelaide and Hobart could have fully recovered from the 2020-22 downturn by the end of this financial year. All right, so we'll come back and we'll discuss more about all of that with Nicola Powell next. From interest rates rising, a shifting landscape, rentals running hot, clearance rates, a tight rental market, we cover it all every morning from 6am on The Real Estate Breakfast. Wow, boy, what a surprise that was yesterday with the RBA leaving the cash rate alone. And I see that the Bank was the only one picking it from the major banks, a no change. And of course, the interest rates have increased by four percentage points since May of last year. They say that while inflation in Australia has passed its peak and showed a decline in the May CPI indicator, it remains high 
and is going to persist for some time. The RBA says the economic growth has slowed and labour market conditions have eased, although they remain tight with high job vacancies and advertisements. And they also say the decision to maintain interest rates this month allows them more time to assess the economy, the economic outlook and the associated risks. So as I say, that was somewhat of a surprise yesterday afternoon. If you're celebrating your birthday today and you have a mortgage, you are going to celebrate a little bit better today for sure. It is the 5th of July. Happy birthday if you are celebrating. Huey Lewis is celebrating with you. He's turning 72. Eddie Falco, Mrs. Soprano, she's turning 60 today. And Eva Green, the French actor, she is turning 42. It's the main centre forecast. And let's have a look at what the weather is doing on our Wednesday morning in Sydney. It should be mainly fine. A little bit of cloud cover, 21 for you. Good morning if you are in Melbourne expecting a cloudy day but dry, fine conditions with 15. In Brisbane, one or two early morning showers and a high of 25. And in Perth today, expect some showers and your top 17. From investment strategies to market analysis. Because Palm Jumeirah is about five kilometres out to sea, so it, it is a large land mass. So there is still from people who invested, you know, dare I say, sort of 18, 20 years ago. Now that's a long time to hold a piece of paper. You know, the Reserve Bank really needs to take a look at itself and the major banks need to step in and say, hey guys, let's give some relief to people because it cannot continue. There's been a massive change over the last 20 years with retirees finding that it's very affordable. The main thing people need to remember with a caravan park is you have permanence and you have semi-permanence. can only be there 180 days a year. With this park, there's 28 of them. Know your property with us on The Real Estate Podcast. It is a Wednesday morning. We are back with Nicola Powell, the Senior Research Analyst from Domain. And Nicola, I'm not sure if you caught up on this news. Pretty disturbing. The property buyers in Western Australia losing over $300,000 in deposits after falling victim to this sophisticated scam. And this is how sophisticated it was. Scam posed as the buyer's bank and then tricked the real estate agent into downloading software, allowing them to access the agency's trust account and steal more than $329,000. This happened in June. I mean, you know, it's a time where people really just have to double down on everything security-wise when it comes to transfers. It's absolutely horrific to hear that news. And I think, you know, this is somebody's life savings that we're chatting about here. And I think it really does showcase, as you said, how sophisticated some of these scams have become. And I I think it really does showcase that we all need to be doing our due diligence and ensuring that we avoid falling into any kind of trap, whether it's a, a, you know, a small scam or whether it's a large scale scam like this, because that is a significant amount of money. 
Yeah, and it sort of comes on the heels of last year. We had that uh, person that lost $730,000, which was just devastating. Now, back to your recent report, Nicola, was there anything that really stood out for you that you can share with us this morning? Absolutely. I think, you know, when you've been, I've been analysing the property market for, you know, roughly about a decade now, I've really dedicated my career to property, but also demographics. And I think there's always things that that jump out in particular reports. And I think, you know, what we've done here is look at a, look at a forecast of property price, both for houses and units over this financial year. And we've actually used behavioural data uh, in this as well to really help uh, create a robust uh, model to give us the best prediction that we can and uh, in terms of forecasting where property prices are going to go. Largely speaking, the take-home message was that Australia is going to be in a well-established recovery of price over this financial year. We are going to see that focus going back to our capital cities rather than in those regional markets that we really saw accelerate uh, during that pandemic upswing. But we're going to see the recovery in price really being led by Sydney. We're actually predicting that Sydney house prices could see growth between 6 and 9 percent for house prices over this financial year and for unit prices they could see an increase between two and five percent. Now in terms of that recovery what are some of the reasons for it to go up? Yeah, and there are quite a few different reasons. And this is the thing, all of these things uh, can change. And we've seen, you know, the overall economic outlook change very rapidly over the last uh, 12 months as a result of that cash rate moving higher and higher. But one of the things, there are a few of the things that are going to be supporting upward pressure on price is firstly, population growth. Population pressures will drive housing demand. And we've done research that proves actually population growth is one of the biggest uh, drivers of demand and property price cycles. So they put upwards pressure uh, on uh, prices. And when you look at uh, the budget and net overseas migration, last financial year and this financial year are expected uh, to be at a record high. So that means just over this financial year alone, just to house net overseas migration, we need about 130,000 extra dwellings across Australia, which is a significant amount of new dwellings needed. And we know that most of the people arriving from overseas go to New South Wales, Victoria and Queensland. You know, they, they do see the lion's share of people arriving from overseas. The caveat I would say with net overseas migration, most overseas migrants do rent upon arrival. But we've also got to consider here our rental markets are extraordinarily tight. And what that means for those that are in the financial position, they may actually edge straight into the sales market because the rental market is, is so competitive Australia-wide at the moment, a few caveats in some of the capital cities where conditions are starting to ease. But some of the other reasons are construction. We've got construction headwinds. We've seen costs blow out in terms of building uh, houses, building apartments. And really, that's had a slowdown industry-wide across the construction sector. And that is going to worsen a pre-existing housing undersupply. So you've got population growth, you've got housing construction headwinds. One of the other things has been the flow of new listings. Stock is just really weak across all of our capital cities. So those buyers that are actually in the market um, are finding it very hard and they're finding that competition between buyers has increased. And 
Overall, what we have found is that new listings have been unseasonably weak since spring. They remained weak over 2023. So I think that lack of supply is really going to continue to be one of the backbones that continues to support pricing, particularly in our major capital cities, as we know Sydney, we're predicting, is going to lead that recovery. Okay, so that is the good news, I guess. A lot of the good news in terms of why the recovery is going to take place in the next financial year for 2024. But what about things that could weigh us down, Nicola, for 2024? What are some of the things that are in there that you're sort of uh, watchful on? Absolutely. And I, and I think interest rates are clearly one of those things that we are mindful of and really uh, watching where the RBA moves. Because if we see interest rates continuing to rise and increasing for a longer period of time, you know, it's going to have a more significant impact on people's uh, borrowing and, and therefore buying power. So if we do see a more prolonged uh, rate hike cycle that extends into 2024, that could weigh in uh, on price or make much more of a sluggish recovery for our housing markets. And the other thing is rising unemployment. You know, we are expecting that the unemployment um, is going to increase. And, you know, we're likely to see an increase in mortgage arrears and distressed sales as a result of rising unemployment. And, you know, while at the moment we keep track of distressed listings that are coming onto domain, while they remain contained, there are some geographic areas in Australia that have started to see an increase in distress listings. So they seem to be in those outer suburbs, those more affordable heartlands of our city areas. But I think if we start to see a significant increase in unemployment and therefore an increase in mortgage arrears and distressed selling, that is something else that could also weigh down property price and we could see prices pull back. Well, that'll wrap us up uh, this time, Nicola. Thank you so much for jumping on this morning with us. And it's going to be a, another busy financial 2024 year for you and the team at Domain, just trying to find where those headwinds are going to go and which direction. Hey, thanks for coming on to the Real Estate Breakfast this morning. Thanks for having me. Don't navigate the real estate market alone. Let us help guide you in the world of real estate every day. Make better information decisions with the latest news and insights. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. 